I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Our guests on today's podcast are Lauren Pearson and Emily Lasseter, the co-founders of The Wealth Edit, a new online membership-based community for women looking to confidentially discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Thanks for being here, Lauren and Emily. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, guys, could you, each of you individually introduce yourself and give a little minute of personal background info? Sure. I'm Lauren Pearson, and I am the founder of The Wealth Editor with Emily. I have three children, and I've been practicing private wealth management for 14 years. And I'm Emily Lassiter, and as Lauren said, I also live in Birmingham. I have two uh, teenage daughters, and um, I actually changed careers entirely three years ago and went from practicing law to becoming a private wealth advisor. Gotcha. How How did you guys meet? That's a uh, this, great story. This actually. is a great story. So <laughs> I, um, I, like I said, I practiced law for many years and then lost my husband unexpectedly in a plane crash six years ago. And um, I was very grateful to be able to take two years off and spend some time with my girls and regroup. And during that time, I really felt convicted to um, change my career. I mean, a lot of, you know, we all talk about this, but oftentimes life events like that cause you to reflect on what you're doing and reassess how you want to spend your time. And one of the greatest needs I had seen through those two years was women. Um, I, I had been connecting with other widows for, you know, since the time I had lost my husband and just realized there were so many women that were so scared and ill-equipped to handle their finances after losing a spouse or going through a divorce. And so through that, I started to really research entering the industry. And in doing that, I started talking to other advisors and friends, just telling people like, hey, I'm really thinking about this. What do you think? And um, every single person that I talked to said, have you met Lauren Pearson? You've got to meet Lauren Pearson. You've, you've got to work for Lauren Pearson. I mean, it was over and over so much so that I was at a conference in Chicago <laughs> and somebody came up to me out of the blue and said, it was another advisor, but she was in Atlanta and she said, Hey, um, do you, do you know Lauren Pearson? Because I, and I finally, at that point, it was that day I called Lauren. I was like, we, we're going to have to figure out how to make this work. <laughs> and I'm really not that popular. I mean, it just was this funny thing because the same thing was happening on my end too. Everyone said, haven't you heard Emily Laster's story? And then right at the funniest part was right after we started working together, which I was so grateful to be able to hire her in our private practice called Somerset Advisory. Um, and then have her co-launch the wealth edit with me and but everyone took it took credit for our success there had to be 20 people that came up to saying yeah I was glad I and we just say yes we're so thankful <laughs> and we just go with it but what the cool thing about that story is it also shows like how our hearts are the same and the reason why everybody wanted me to meet lauren was because 
what I was proposing that we do to serve women was what Lauren was already actively doing. And so it was a great fit from the start. Well, I already noticed one thing you guys have is energy and chemistry, you know, which is nice. Uh, I was thinking if you're going to talk about financial planning, it might be dry, but uh, no, we sure hope not. We hate that. <laughs> okay, so, so what is this, what is the story of this company so far, and where where are you going to take it? Yeah, so so when I looked at where um, financial services really underserves it, everybody already knows this. This is not a secret, but women. It, it's just a huge gap. And really it's because the financial system was, was created by men for men. So it's not really, it's not their fault. It's not anybody's fault. It just is the way that it was created. And so a lot of times in a traditional financial relationship, engagement situation, um, women just don't feel like there's a place and they don't feel like they have the right vernacular. They're not real interested in what maybe if they're married, their husband and his golf buddy are talking about. So it just isn't really, um, there hasn't really been a place. But what's interesting is in the next uh, 10 years, women will inherit, they'll have basically 70% of the wealth in the country will be managed, not managed by women like me, managed by individual women. And why is so it? it's a huge place where whether we want to talk about money or not, or we're taught it was tacky, it was taught to talk about money or not, we still need to know about it because it's just, a, there's a huge wealth transfer that's happening and women are going to um, manage most of that and own most of that. What, what's the trend? What's the reason for that 70% number? The baby boomers are dying and their men typically, or the women typically outlive the men. Mm -hmm. So not only will it be owned by women, a large majority of it will be owned by single women. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotcha. So as the baby boomer generation ages and the men unfortunately drop off, yeah, I gotcha. And it's such a, it's such a large group, that, that generation. Yeah, such a large group. So then we started looking at, so, so I took all of 2019 in my private practice and then just became a student of how women create wealth, how women think about wealth, had a ton of roundtable discussions with women I knew and didn't know. Uh, the first thing that women would say is, oh, I don't know anything about money. That's just what we all say first. And I thought, oh, that's funny. I didn't really know anything about money either before I entered the industry. I really didn't. And women are really great with money. And so, but what I realized is in my 14 years of practicing private wealth management, I think one of the biggest gaps that that financial services does not talk about or make space for is the fact that not all women are the same. So if they talk to women at all, they're usually doing a women's conference for all women or they're doing, you know, a website for women, for all women. And there's no nuances in people's stories where Emily and I are a great example of this, but we're great friends. We do everything together. We kind of have the time we're dressing alike and intentionally. And so if you didn't know, you would think that potentially we were financially very similar, but our paths couldn't be more different. I'm in a dual income family. I've had to make a couple career changes. She's gone from a dual to single income. So there are these, and this is what we call them at the Wealth Edit, there are these glide paths that we've created for women based on different factors. You can go, it's kind of a fun quiz. If you go to wealthedit.com, you can take the quiz and find out your glide path. That's all free. 
Um, but it's just, we just think about the way that women approach money differently through the wealth edit. We can't do it as much in Somerset. In Somerset, we serve a ton of women, but we also serve a ton of men. We just serve families here, but it, um, it's still in the traditional context of a financial relationship where the wealth edit, there's much more, I'd say, um, meeting women where they are. Mm -hmm. So the wealth edit is uh, a community. It's not going to be, you're not going to be individually managing anybody's money. We aren't. There's mm -hmm. so many people that want to do that and do it so well. Uh, and there's so many people looking for women to invest their dollars. That's not the, that's not, what the wealth that's not the gap that the wealth that it fills i'd propose that's not even a gap okay. and oftentimes what i think we speaking of the gap is that what we find is that we might you know a lot of times we'll meet with women that are not a candidate to be our client there are a lot of women that don't have the resources to hire a private wealth advisor nor do they really need one in their situation they just need some advice and guidance on how to get on the right path and so both of us saw that in our private practice and we would meet with women and say, hey, this probably isn't exactly what you need, but why don't you go invest with Sally Krawcheck at Elvest or, you know, but we watched them and, and they weren't doing it. And the reason why they weren't doing it is that we saw that gap in confidence to take like, hey, you need to take this money, just go to this website and walk through. But it was so daunting and so intimidating, they, they weren't taking that step. And so if you kind of want to like look at what the wealth that it is, our hope is that we're taking these women who are just like embarking on their financial journey um, to, to the point where they feel confident then moving forward and making wise financial decisions, even if they're not a candidate to be one of our clients. I mean, this is kind of where like Lauren and ours heart came into this and why we connected on that is because we just saw like, hey, we can really fill that confidence gap and make a significant difference in their lives. And with women, to add one more thing, we learn the best from each other. It's like, oh, where do you get your hair done? Oh, you know, like, what kind of car do you drive? It, that kind of stuff. We just learn better in community. So the Wealth Edit is really set up, while we have a ton of content behind the membership wall, it's really set up as a community because we all know more than we think we do. So when you learn together, there's just something really magical that happens. Okay, I have one question before I ask you some details about the, the wealth edit, which is what percentage of your time right now are you guys spending on Somerset versus wealth edit? Like, how does it break down? We're like, <laughs> it's eight to five on Somerset and five to eight on the wealth edit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and weekends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're both full time in other words. They are. They yeah. are. But as you can tell, it really is fun. I mean, and not only does the wealth that it, it's not like we leave our day job and go to the night job. It's more everything that we're learning with the wealth that it is just helping us be better serving our private clients. And what we're doing with our private clients helps us be better with the wealth that it. So there's a, the way that they weave together makes it a little bit easier to stomach. Okay. Next question I have to ask. What does the wealth edit mean? Why is that the name of this? <laughs> <laughs> it, um, that's a really great question. I, I have not thought about how I named the wealth edit. Yeah, Lauren named it, but that's a great question because nobody's asked it before. No one has ever asked us that question. You're the first one. Oh, I thought that was going to be a softball. I think, <laughs> I think it's just thinking about wealth. I mean, if you think about editing anything, you know, like editing your, your wardrobe, editing, a closet editing. A oh, paper. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. There's like the home edit and stuff. I've seen that now. It's, it's, it's everything that you're editing. You're just putting, you're taking something that's fairly messy and opaque and organizing in a way that it's approachable and meaningful. And so that's what we hope to do with people's wealth. Okay, I, get, I totally get it now. I think I just identify myself as old because I think that's like, I think there's even a Netflix show called The Home Edit or something. Yeah, that's like a common thing right now. Yeah, I actually met them one time in Charleston and they are so cool. So anyway, they're, they're, we're big fans of theirs. All right, if uh, I have to decide whether I'm going to strike that question from the podcast for making myself look so ignorant, because <laughs> now that you've explained it, I get it. I'm glad uh, you asked it, because what if I'd been in a less comfortable situation and, um, you know, had been thrown off, but yeah, it was such a softball right now. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, we actually, yeah, uh, okay, now I fully understand. As far as, so now can you explain to me how it works? So if someone, um, uh, and I'm going to hold off New Orleans for a second, just anyone is interested in joining this community, what does it cost? What do you do? What, what are the benefits? How does it work? Yeah. Okay. So the wealth that it, what we direct everyone to do is to go to our, our website, thewealthedit.com. And on the website, the first thing that you're prompted to do is take the quiz, which is fun and easy. So you go through the quiz and at that point you are assigned your glide path, which is kind of fun to get. And through that, then you will fill out an application. And we do have an application process. And the reason why we have our potential members fill out an application is just because one, it's a great way for us to collect data. I mean, we don't do any, we use it for internal purposes, but it also helps us have members like just that are committed. So somebody that's going to take the time to fill out an application really is interested in joining. And so through the application process, we really do go through every single one of them. We get great ideas for content. It's like we're through these applications, we can do a whole year's worth of programming just based on the information that we're gathering through the application. It was neat. I got one yesterday. We got an application. They said, I just want a step-by-step -step guide on how to um, begin to create wealth. And I was thinking, what a great idea. I, we have the data in our, you know, through our private practice to know how to do that. It's just no one's ever asked it in that way before. And so it's so exciting. I mean, I can't wait to work on that. Yeah. So we do the application, then we'll go through, we admit the members, everybody for the most part gets in. I mean, I, we haven't had a situation, but like, you know, we let everybody in. And then from there, you have access to all the content that is on the website. So lots of great articles, there's some online courses. But in addition to that, and what we think is the most valuable part of joining our community, which is $34 a month, so sort of like a gym membership, they are then admitted into our community that we have, um, everyone gets put into a wealth pod, which is a small group where they're meeting other women and like today we have a wealth pod this afternoon where we're talking about end of the year financial checklist. Like what should you be thinking about as the end of the year approaches? What items should you be, make sure you're checking off your list? And then, so, and that is just designed to get everybody into community, to get comfortable talking about money. You know, we say we do not want this to be a classroom setting. We want it to be a community setting where there's no pressure. It's not intimidating. And really, to be honest with you, almost everything that we do, we do through some sort of story. So a female sharing her, you know, her 
path to building her business or how somebody thought through their marketing or how to take whether or not they want to take outside financing. You know, all these things are just getting them comfortable hearing the vernacular. And then, um, like in the new year, we're launching several new courses. Uh, women can choose to be like in different clusters. So if you are, say, a creative, so if you're an artist or a decorator, you can join that. And then you're also have the opportunity to meet and network with other women that are in similar industries and be able to talk to one another and say, hey, I'm really having a hard time um, trying to figure out how you know, much to bill my clients now that I've grown, you know, when do I increase my rates, you know, and so then you're in a small group and you're able to kind of talk about that. And as we're launching from city to city, you know, what we love about this is that we're able to put women from Birmingham together with women from Atlanta in New Orleans so that we're creating these small communities where they're able to talk about what's going on in their business or, and it, it's the same applies for stay at home moms. I mean, you know, we have a group where if, if women are just like, really want to know and understand the finances or they're the ones that are handling it you know they can join a group in that way and talk about topics that naturally come up in that situation so that's a lot i know but it's it's fun and it but really it's content and community what percentage of the people that you're already helping are working on commercial things versus just their own personal finances yeah, most of them are, I'd say that probably 60% have some sort of small business attached. And the, the thing about small business centers is there, there's no line or distinct, distinction usually between their business and personal finances. It's all so interwoven for small business centers, particularly if you're talking about someone that has an, an, a practice of creating art or design or, I mean, we have those women and then we have women that are climbing up the corporate ladder. And then we have women that are considering divorce and they just went somewhere where they can kind of be trained up before something bad might happen. You know, I mean that it's, we, we find ourselves, there's another statistic that says 90% of women will be the financial head of household at some point in their lives. So that's most of us. And what that could look like could be different. It might be that I am caring for, I'm all of a sudden find myself as the primary caregiver for my parents. Okay, well, that is a financial situation that I might not be prepared for. So we talk about that on the wealth of it. Uh, we talk about all of these kind of feminine um, wealth issues that just haven't really been addressed in, in a community type of setting. Understood. It sounds great. Uh, I feel like my wife should be here right now listening to this whole thing. She should come. Have she her should. join us. <laughs> she really do try to make it fun. And this sounds like a weird word to use when we talk about money, but beautiful. Like we want everything that we present to, to engage women in the things that we love, like your cute dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, okay. So what does it mean to launch in New Orleans? You guys are launching in New Orleans. Uh, how does that work? Well, it's so funny. It works nothing like how we had it pictured before COVID-19. So we launched uh, we launched on International Women's Day, just more broadly. And it was always our plan to go city by city throughout the Southeast, because particularly Southeastern women, if, if anyone's talking to women about money, they're really focusing on New York, Miami, Chicago. And we have members in some of those places. Um, but no one's talking to women in the Southeast and there's so many awesome, interesting women here. So it was always our plan to kind of 
launch city by city in these southeastern markets, at least as we start. Uh, and we had to throw our whole plan out the window uh, because of the pandemic. We launched on International Women's Day. We were all of a sudden quarantined four days later. So we shifted everything to virtual, mm. um, which was in the plan eventually, but just not automatically. So that's been something new. But now that we've kind of settled in to this new, hopefully interim normal, it's still important, we feel like, to connect meaningfully in each of these cities. And every city is a little bit different. So it's neat. When we launched in um, Atlanta, there was such a cool art scene and we had this awesome art launch. But we really try to highlight what's neat about the city. In our launch in New Orleans, we're going to have this awesome food and beverage panel because it's such a big part of the fabric of New Orleans. And so every city we go in and we try to highlight the interesting women in different places um, and different industries that women really love. So we're not looking at women that are climbing the corporate ladder, even though that is really cool. And that's what in some ways we've done or I've done. Um, but I think what's interesting is to kind of talk to interior designers, people in health and wellness, people in philanthropy, people. So we just have the coolest. And then <laughs> we're also interviewing. We're real excited about more we're excited oh, about everybody this but really fun. this yeah. one's so fun i mean in every city we go to we find these cool women morgan dixon does nails and she's on it she is the kind claws. of yeah tnt claws i didn't even know that was a show but i've needed something new to binge watch so i'm <laughs> so excited i mean we we just can't wait and so we just are connected with these women and um so that's what we do that's what it looks right now for us to launch and so what we do is we run it on zoom so if you sign up beforehand you'll get a zoom link there's a place on our website where you can pre-register for the events of the day okay. we have a different speaker you know, i was like give them the time date place and all that stuff. oh sure it's going to be november 19th and it will be on instagram so you can follow us at wealth edit on instagram we're going to be live on instagram all day and we're also going to be live on zoom so we'll be running it concurrently and we'll have a new speaker every hour on the hour starting at 7 45 when we do a, a workout class with kelsey greenfield from the body shop so that'll kind of kick off our day with a little virtual workout um and then we'll go from there and we're we're announcing the speakers on instagram so follow us and we'll you know fill you in well i see that you had uh just a couple of people mentioned in the press release was alexa pulitzer and krista cotton krista cotton yes. is actually on the cover of our of biz new orleans this month that's so awesome. She is the coolest chick. She's been one of our, I mean, she, Hattie um, Collins, who is in New Orleans, was one of our first followers. And um, what actually we can share about the Pivot Fund. So we met Hattie and Krista through a Pivot Fund that we did, which was we raised um, $25,000 from women around the southeast to give to a female that had to pivot her business as a result of COVID-19. That's a very short explanation of what we did. Right. But it was so fun and we launched it and had 194 applications of women. Um, we and ended we're going to do it again. We can't wait. Yes, we're doing it again. Um, we Our PR people keep telling us we have to wait because we have too much going on. But that was probably one of the most fun things that we did. And it was so awesome because we met these women that were 
doing amazing things, getting to hear all their stories. But that's how we met Hattie and Krista was through that. Mm -hmm. And so they were some of our initial um, members of the Wealth Edit, and they have been integral in helping us build out our membership. They've been such strong supporters of us, and they are willing to do anything. Krista is actually teaching an entrepreneurship course um, beginning in the new year, and we're really excited about that. So that's so really who won, who won the twenty five thousand dollars? Who won um, it? Oh, this is so cool. Okay, yeah. so we we got it down to five, and the women who were on who actually supported the twenty five thousand, they're who picked the winner, and it was a company here in Birmingham actually called Neo Waste, and what they do is they take um, contaminated recyclables and they turn it into fuel. And what she was pivoting, she had a really clear pivot to, she had been focusing on the back end of her business, which is um, creating the fuel and making sure it was, you know, clean enough for different companies to use. But during COVID, all that kind of shut down. And so then she focused on if we could purchase or if she could purchase a shredder, then she could take more of the materials and put them in the space that she had. So really, we, she had a very clear pivot if we, I win the 25,000, then I can buy a shredder. And it's so cute because she'll send us pictures of the shredder, like from time to time, like, here's what the shredder's doing today. You <laughs> know, like, oh, look. It's really <laughs> wonderful to see such a tangible impact on a female in business. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, for the, for the event on the 19th, what day of the week is that? The, ninth? the Thursday. The next, next Thursday, next this Thursday. is going to air. This is Tuesday. This is airing. Uh, so that's yeah. the 17th. So in two days, Will you guys be uh, operating from your home base in Birmingham or are you guys coming to New Orleans? How's that work? We're coming to New Orleans. Uh -oh. So we're, we're going to adhere to um, CDC requirements and social distance standards, but we'll have two very small, just for members and people that have helped us in the community, two very small um, events with under 15 people. And then we'll just be interviewing people at... Um, we're at the Martine Chasen Gallery. She is allowing us... Headquarters. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, so she's allowing us to use her space. And so, like Lauren said, we'll start off at eight with Kelsey in the body shop or 745. Yeah. Get a few extra minutes in there <laughs> for a workout in front of everybody, which should be really fun, right? Um, <laughs> and then we go, um, this is tentative lineup, but we have Hattie Collins. And then we have Kara McGuire and Ashley Arsenove, um, who are together or have collaborated with their marketing brand. And then we have Bridget Gallant with her jewelry. Um, and then we'll have our lunch. And then we go into Morgan Dixon from Mad Nails and then Alexa Pulitzer. And then Taylor Morgan um, with the Scout Guide. And so the Scout Guide will come out the day before. So she's gonna be busy promoting that as well. And then um, we have Mariah from West London Boutique. We're so excited. Yeah, and then um, our panel will be Caroline Rosen, Krista Cotton, and Eileen. Bivol Bivol we're not gonna get this right. Vivalacqua. I know we're gonna get, we are gonna get it right before, we're right. but we're learning so many new names. It gave you so. time to practice that. I was glad I could. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you should edit that out. Yeah. But we, um, so that's our lineup and we'll have a cocktail after hour after that. So and how, do, how does the, who's doing the, like the technology part of it? Is there like, is this complicated or is it just like some easy app that you're using? Is this going to be on the podcast? 
because we actually yeah, yeah so yeah i could ask you off <laughs> off the record afterwards but i was just wondering how this was all working but you can tell me oh right. yeah so we we have we typically have a um a videographer follow us around and make sure that we are able to use zoom and instagram tv and all of the things that we don't know how to do as 40 year old women so yeah. you bring a techie along to help we bring a techie along to and help. the reason why we laughed is because our sweet guy who is like really great and knows us and knows how to handle our personalities has had a little bit of a medical emergency he's gonna be fine but i know so we're in the market we're <laughs> <laughs> If there's anyone listening in on Tuesday, we may actually not have that set up yet. So, so call us. <laughs> uh, okay, you might need some technical assistance. I'm trying to, uh, my, um, my boss at, uh, at the magazine and website, she's good at all that stuff. She might know somebody too. So if you need help, uh, we can talk offline. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I wouldn't be the one because uh, I'm even older and less technologically savvy. But um, <clears throat> okay, so. We're, I pretty much covered it. I, have, I just had a couple of little questions I wanted to ask you before we wrap up. One is, um, I noticed you guys were like the most Southern people in the world. Uh, you know, you, uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina, Lauren, you, you live in Birmingham. You went to University of Georgia. Emily, you're from Montgomery. You went to Auburn and Alabama. Um, how much do you think, uh, how much of what you're doing right now is informed by uh, being Southern? I mean, how much is that a part of it? A lot of it, actually. Um, it's a great question. Uh, it's a great question, but I do think that the sentiment that talking about money is tacky is probably more prevalent in the South. Um, and there's still, you know, a lot of that tradition is still hanging on. And so, you know, we, Lauren and I both are raising all girls and we oh, still, wow. yeah, we still find ourselves occasionally they'll ask a question and we're like, no, you can't. Talk you, about and then we're like, wait, actually, let's stop a minute and let me take the time to really give you an answer. Um, and, you know, it, the community where we live, there's still a lot of women that, you know, almost feel left out because they're working, you know, and so there maybe is a little bit of loneliness there that you know, they're really longing for community. They're longing for other women to talk to that are trying to build their business because it's not the majority of women. Um, I do think things are changing and I think we have some really cool, amazing things going on and that women are doing in the South. So I think we have, you know, I think that's actually a wonderful question. And I think the answer is, oh, yes, it does influence a lot of what we do. And really the glide paths came from data points that we gathered from running like thousands of financial plans in our private practice. And so I actually think as we continue to expand and learn that there are other glide paths. We have six right now. I really think that there are more. Um, one glide path that hasn't been addressed is if you are, um, you, you know, like if you're a female and not the stay at home spouse, I mean, that that's sort of the default, but we don't have a lot of primary um earners as females where the husbands don't work that just you just don't see that yet a ton in the southeast but it is a big part of america where that is the case so i think that it will evolve um, the more data points that we gather i know we keep talking about data but it's really really important to understand what women want to learn about because it shapes what we do at the wealth edit so um we've really appreciated women being honest and vulnerable even in their application process and one other thing that we do try to do with money is we try to make it fun 
and I think I've already said this and beautiful like mm -hmm. we want our events and I think that's a very southern thing yeah and I think too that women are often taught like or if you if you are talking about money it's like don't drink a latte or like save or budget and all this stuff and and we really we talk about budgeting but not in a traditional way because we really think okay if you're earning a ton of money or you're doing well by your wealth just make sure that you're what you're passionate about is aligning with what your dollars are actually going to. Cause what happens to a lot of women, particularly in your thirties is you start throwing money at problems cause you've got little kids and you've got a job and you just need help. You need help in the house. You need help everywhere. And so then you start paying for it. It, it becomes that money is not a fun thing because you're just throwing money at all of your problems. And we think that it can be really different than that. My final question, as parents of daughters, how many total? Five. Five, five daughters. Uh, what is the piece of advice you would give to those girls as they get older and become having to worry about this? Talk to them. Yeah. About money. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, I, I just want my girls, I want them to never be afraid to have a conversation about money, um, that they are perfectly within their rights in any situation to understand, learn, grow, um, and create wealth. And to not be afraid of learning because I think there's so many, for me, yes, I want them to realize that it's a lifelong journey. I mean, I'm learning so much now, I mean, at 45, just as much as I was learning when I was 20 and in college. I mean, you know, it's just a life of applying yourself, but also being curious and just to continue to ask questions and to listen to other women's stories. So often we don't have time for that. And what we realize through this, and it's by far my most favorite thing about the wealth that is that we get to hear other women's stories every day. And they're so inspiring and they're so encouraging and we all learn so much from each other. That's awesome. But it sounds really a great project, you guys. It's so fun to meet you. Uh, Lauren Pearson, Emily Lassiter, thanks for taking the time. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Thank you. We enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at BizNewOrleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.